D-S-N-Y. Scratched by the cat immediately. Maybe it's what happens earliest. when you let the cat sit on your lap for yeah. a hot second. I'm in her seat, so that's probably why. I get that. The, uh, Brody has his own chair down here, and anytime anybody sits in Brody's chair, he gets very upset. He's like, no, no, no. That's my chair. I sit there. He claimed the life of another toy this week, too. So it is oh, it is a rough time to be Brody. Uh, this is definitely the earliest appearance of the cat we've ever had, given that we just started. I know, right? And now, now she's uh, chasing phantom lights. So go figure. I don't know. Phantom lights. Okay. Well, we're going to get right into it because we finally, finally, finally have things to talk about. This was a big week in Yankees Newsland. Now that DJ LeMahieu is signed, there has been a waterfall of other moves that have been made possible by DJ LeMahieu signing. So this is episode 89, probably, of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, Warwick Gaming, and XL Media. As always, brought to you by Rivercrest NYC. And I think, I mean, the biggest news of the week, I mean, the Yankees signed Darren O'Day. So put up that next banner already. Big, big news. And apparently they moved some money only so they could sign Brett Gardner. Who knew? Oh, of course, of course. No, the real big news of the week, Jameson Tyone has been traded to the New York Yankees for a litany of prospects. Uh, Miguel Yahure, uh, I think that's how you pronounce his last name, probably the only guy who could contribute in the MLB next year anyway. Uh, so I, we traded four prospects for him, none of them who were going to contribute in 2021. Don't even care. Let's go. We got a pitcher. Okay, so really building up that rotation. And like we talked about, the rotation is just a giant question mark. And then the Yankees decided to make some more moves. So signing Kluber, um, you're signing Jamison as well, which quite honestly, he hasn't pitched in two years. But you know what? Potential, potential. Isn't that right? Didn't we talk about this before? Yeah, we hate that word. We hate the word potential. 2021 is not the year for potential, but either way, I still love the Tyone trade. Uh, I, I liked it because I believe in him to come back. I, I believe in his talent, but I really loved it. Once I heard everything that Garrett Cole had to say and everything from people from Pittsburgh about like the kind of guy that he is, I mean, he had he battled cancer, battled two Tommy John surgeries, and everyone says you cannot say enough good things about this person. He is just the nicest dude. And when it comes time to lace him up, there is nobody else that you want to go to battle with than Jamison Tyone. Absolutely. Um, I really like the things I've heard about him. Um, and I really like the way that Garrett Cole described him as, you know, the two of them would sit, you know, at spring. I think they were spring training roommates um, and they would just talk pitching. Like, I just I love that, you know maybe this gives him a little more room to to try some new things it sounds like the pirates organization no offense to them but didn't really have things figured out as we probably already knew um and he made it very clear that you know he has been pitching year after year just without the hopes of going well with hopes of going to the world series but without the the support i guess from the staff without the realistic Um, belief that he could actually go to the world series 
Right. Exactly. He was just like, I was playing for a team that, you know, was not really playing for the World Series. They were playing and to see how they do. The Yankees are a team that plays for the World Series. And I, I liked that a lot. I thought that was really cool of him to say. And I'm on his, I'm on his uh, all aboard that train. All aboard the train. I'm not I'm not too concerned about the injury history. Uh, I mean, guys who who undergo Tommy John surgery, especially guys who undergo Tommy John surgery twice. I mean, look at Nathan Ovaldi. They have like bionic elbows. Uh, Nathan Ovaldi's throwing 100-mile-per-hour sinkers. Uh, and speaking of sinkers, did a little research. Uh, Jameson Tyone was throwing 20% sinkers before his second Tommy John surgery. And as Max and I have discussed, we hate the sinker. Sinker's gone. Sinker's gone. He's going to be a fastball pitcher. It's going to be fastballs and then breaking balls. No more sinkers. So I I think that there is a very good chance that we see the best that Jameson Tyone has to offer in these two years that we'll have him under team control. I, I think he'll put up the best numbers that he is physically capable of putting up, whether maybe it'll be in 2022, maybe 2021 is, is a little bit of a bounce back year. He's got to get his feet back under him at first. But I think 2022, we're looking at a potential ace. Well, golly gee, I hope that is true. Absolutely. And we know Pittsburgh's history with pitchers, Garrett Cole, Tyler Glass now, all of a sudden they go other places and they're like, hey, like if you do this instead of what you were doing in Pittsburgh, you'll actually be good. So as if the signing of Corey Kluber wasn't, didn't make it clear enough, the trading for Tyon really, really proves that Masahiro Tanaka is not coming back. Yes, and that and, is the saddest news of the week. Yeah, it, it so pains me to see that. But at the same time, I would so much rather have him go back to Japan and just excel over there than pitch for the Toronto Blue Jays. I never believed that Blue Jays rumor for a second. I, I never bought into that. It's, that was just that was straight up smokescreen. Because, uh, I mean, let's be real. No major league team is going to pay Masahiro Tanaka upwards of $25 million for a one-year contract. It's just not going to I love Masa. It's just not going to happen, though. He's just not that pitcher anymore. And that was reportedly the offer that he got from the Rakuten Eagles. So he's going to go back there, make, make more than $20 million for one year. Maybe he comes back to Major League Baseball. Maybe he doesn't. But if you're asking... Tanaka to decide between like uh, like a fifteen million dollar max maybe for a one year deal. I don't think I don't think he was really gonna get anywhere more than that, or go back to Japan, make twenty five million dollars, and just be the biggest superstar in the country. I mean, an absolute hero to the Japanese baseball community. Which one would you choose? Well, judging by his recent photo shoot with a, uh, a famous band over there, apparently. Um, yeah, I think so. He would want to go back to Japan. Yeah, and, and good for Masa. Go get paid. Go be a hero. I'm glad I don't have to see him in another major league uniform. Uh, I, I, that brief moment when it sounded like the Padres might be interested, even then I was like, ah, like I, I like the Padres, but it just doesn't feel right for Masa to not be on the Yankees. So I'm, I'm glad he's going back to Japan. I'm glad he's going he's gonna to have a really great career over there if he decides to stay there for the rest of his pitching years. Absolutely. No, I mean, it's, it's so sad that he's not coming back to the Yankees. He's, but you know he was asking for a lot and um he is definitely i think the yankees need a facelift um a little bit so oh there's a cat behind me um 
So yes, I felt like they needed a facelift and unfortunately Masahiro Tanaka was a casualty of that. So I'm going to miss him. I wish him the absolute best of luck wherever he decides to go, but it sounds like Japan, which also gives us an excuse to watch some Japanese baseball too. Oh, I will correct? I will absolutely find a way to tune in for a few of his starts. I don't know. I think those games are going to be on at like three o'clock in the morning, like uh, like the KBO. Like I was watching KBO at the at the beginning of this horrible 2020 season. Uh, when I was watching KBO, it was at like eight o'clock in the morning before I started working. I was like, oh, just get up an hour early today and catch the end of this game. Like that's that's the kind of schedule I'm going to have to be on if I want to see Tanaka pitch again. Hey, you know what? Baseball all day, every day, all day, every day. That's what we're here for. That's why we're here. Baseball 24-7. I absolutely agree. I think this is great. Great news for everyone. Mm. And of course, not included in the facelift that the New York Yankees are getting this offseason. Brett Gardner, he will be back. There will there will be no change in the fourth outfielder role, uh, obviously, because this is just how it works. Somebody is going to get hurt, and Brett Gardner is going to end up making like 120 starts in 2021. Because that's just that's just how it's gonna how it's gonna pan out. Uh, we signed him to be a backup outfielder, and all of a sudden he's starting more games than anyone else on the team. Uh, I think all we're really waiting for is we have to we still have to clear some spots on the forty man. Uh, so there's gonna be a trade coming, or uh, I don't think we have enough guys that we can just DFA without consequence. So there's gonna be a trade coming. We're probably gonna get another reliever in that trade, and then whatever money is left. That's just Brett Gardner signing fee. Like, yeah, like this is the money we have left in the budget. So this goes to you, Brett. Absolutely. Um, you know, we we didn't quite mention the other huge Adler bomb that was dropped earlier this week. <laughs> yes, Adler bomb. I loved it. And she broke the Darren O'Day news, too. She's just got the bullpen on lock. All I know is I literally, I, I drove into work. I had a half day. So I drove in, I got in at like noon and I just looked at my phone. It said, Lindsay Adler tweeted source Yankees trading Adam Adovino to the Red Sox. And I was like, there's no way. Who is your source? No Lindsay way. Adler, who is your source? I was like, okay, source. And I was like, oh wait, is this one of those like fake accounts? Like, you know, the ones that pretend to be like, Kenny I Rosenthal? always think that every time news gets right. broken, I, I have to check uh, how many followers does this person have? Is this a fake account or is this real? And alas, it was real. Yeah, what? it's yeah. We got literally nothing in return. It's it's a player to be named later. So we got literally nothing in return. We attached a prospect, Frank Herman, to the deal to get the Red Sox to take on Adam Adovino's money. Um, it's it's an interesting move. I don't love the optics of the Yankees doing a salary dump, but. It did clear the way for the Darren O'Day move. It it will clear for another reliever. Uh, it's I mean, it's interesting. So I don't I don't mind the move. I don't mind the salary jump move. We knew that Adam Adovino was a name that was thrown out there. We just didn't think it would actually happen. We also did not think it would actually happen to the freaking Red Sox. We're yeah, we train them in division. Year. In division. Okay? Gary Sanchez is going to be going up there striking out. I don't even know the term caboodles oodles oodles. He's going to be striking out so much against Adam Adovino and the guy's going to get right. And he's going to be great. And well, they're going to have to face him 19 times. So good luck boys. 
Yeah, and it's really great that, you know, Adam Adovino, really tough against right-handed hitters, not so great against left-handed hitters. And just looking down the Yankees roster, you're, you know, switch hitter, righty, 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 Brett Gardner. <laughs> it's like, okay, so Adam Adovino has a lane where he can face seven consecutive batters and never face somebody who can hit well off him. Yeah, he's now he's gotten in and you know what? He's been with the Yankees, so he kind of knows each of the players and, you know, a little bit of their quirks and the way they they work. I mean, I don't like the fact that he went to the Red Sox just because Yankees Red Sox trades always get me like hot and bothered. I mean, Steven Drew, did we really want Steven Drew? No, no. And especially because we didn't get anything back for him. Like we can't look back on this trade and no one's going to remember that it was a salary dump so we could sign more relievers. They're going to remember like we traded Adam Adovino for a player to be named later. What is that player doing for us this year? And it's just, okay, well, Adam Adovino is having a pretty decent year for the Boston Red Sox. I'm not concerned about them in any way shape or form but it's it's going to be kind of annoying (laughs) right exactly and of course you know signing Darren O'Day I I do like the move absolutely he's such a unique pitcher and um he has done well overall against the Yankees he really has um we've seen a million times with Baltimore right exactly (laughs) um so you know I really like the move it's just it's so weird to see people on Twitter, especially um, talk about Adam Adovino and the fact that they're like years from now, we're going to look at this as Adam Adovino was traded so we could buy Brett Gardner back. And I'm like, no. Yeah. You, you had a rough week with the Brett Gardner haters. They were, they were out in force. I screenshotted all of them. Oh, screenshots are forever. I cannot wait. I'm just holding them. I have a special folder for them. The people that are like, Ooh, bread again. Ooh, we don't want him. He should retire already. And I'm like, what do you guys have against a 37 year old outfielder who literally just wants to retire in pinstripes and still can play the game. And they're like, well, then he should have retired already. (laughs) Like, it's funny. It's not funny. This is serious. This is business. This is baseball business. I know it, I this is the one thing I can always count on to just really send you into a fit of rage. Just people hating on Brett Gardner saying, oh, this guy's a bum. This guy stinks is so old. Like we don't need Brett Gardner to do anything next year. We just need him to hang out in the locker room, we play just some him, pranks. We need him to be an extra body. We need him to just be there. Because his presence, his leadership, his pranks, which we also have to talk about, because I sent you that video. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes, funny. that was that's yeah, a prank I that I didn't that. even expect from Gardy. I I can't believe I missed that video. That was from November, and I don't know how I missed it, but I found it for some reason because I typed in. Well, obviously, I typed in the search Brett Gardner because I wanted to see who else. Oh, you didn't accidentally him. tweet it this time. No, no, no. Um, so just so people know, um, the whole Brett Gardner uh, story we're talking about is on the short porch um, from Barstool Sports. They were talking to Clint Frazier on the phone and they were asking him a little bit about Gardy. First of all, he said Gardy's the best teammate he's ever had. Facts. Oh, cry no right doubt. there. Just straight ball. You know what? Um, but he also mentioned a couple of pranks <laughs> that Brett Gardner apparently has done to Tyler Wade. And we have discussed with Tyler Wade and Brett Gardner, and we're like, Brett Gardner is just the biggest bully to Tyler Wade. Like, he he is. And it is so true because Clint told us about a prank that Brett Gardner didn't do but was planning on doing. And Clint told Brett that Tyler Wade keeps his, um, like, 
uh, key fob or car keys in the front of his car in like the cup holder. And he was going to take it and like move it somewhere and then bring back a rental car and just like leave it in the spot. And then <laughs> not, you know, be like, oh, dude, I don't know what happened. Like what? This is your car, you know? And then I guess what was going to happen is he was going to take his apartment key off <laughs> his key ring. <laughs> Who thinks of that? Like, who is diabolical enough to literally do that? Here's the other thing. If the Yankees don't re-sign Brett Gardner, he could do some very, very nasty pranks to all of them. Like, he probably still has access. Everyone loves him. They'd be like, oh, yeah, Brett, come on in. Yeah, do your thing. He's got no investment anymore. He's pranking Tyler Wade because Tyler Wade's never actually contributed to the team in a major way. And you know what? Maybe it's because Brett Gardner ruined his confidence. Maybe that's what it is. Once Brett Gardner retires, Tyler Wade is just going to turn into like Barry Bonds. He's just uh, take advantage of the short porch. He's going to hit doubles, triples inside the park, home runs, just all over the place. And we're like, well, what the heck happened with Tyler Wade? Oh, his the team bully left the team bully graduated he went to college but listen all i'm hearing right now is that tyler wade is going to sit there and they're going to be like who is responsible for your transformation brett gardner mic drop <laughs> that's that's a bad way though that's in a bad way like listen <laughs> i've always still, been I mean, this player <laughs> i've been trying to tell you guys for years i've always been this good but it's just brett gardner when he's he's pranking my car and he's tearing my sleeves and it just gets in my head man sauce on my shoes like that was another one that he did which he did like five times and it's that is the funniest thing to me i i don't know why it's so funny maybe it's because i'm like mentally connected to brett garner okay wait never mind i'm sounding like stalker lady but i'm not but yeah it's definitely just... not you that we're still not convinced about no, no. But yeah, that was uh, so obviously Brett Gardner has not signed yet, um, but that was kind of the move that people were anticipating right after Adam Adovino. But it just hasn't happened yet. So that's that's the last move to come. Once Brett Gardner resigns, um, that's it for the Yankees offseason. That's fix fix everything else. Bolster the bullpen, bolster the rotation. How much money do we have left in the budget? That goes to Brett. I agree. And I think he takes it. I mean, <laughs> I don't see him going anywhere else. So no, he's either going to take it or retire. He's not, he's not playing right. anywhere. Not in pinstripes. Right. Exactly. Yankee for life. Um, yeah. I mean, there was just a lot of, a lot of different things that happened this week in terms of the Yankees. So that was awesome. Um, really keeping us on our toes. Thank you, Brian Cashman. So really, uh, like we discussed before, just waiting on DJ LeMahieu to sign that deal until we could figure out exactly what to do with the rest of the money. So listen, I'm, I'm happy with how things have turned out so far. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, a month ago, we were getting super concerned. We were thinking maybe DJ goes somewhere else. Maybe we don't, I mean, we don't have a plan if DJ goes somewhere else. How are we going to get, you know, Francisco Lindor is a Met now. How are we going to get Francisco Lindor in a trade? How are we going to fill the shortstop hole? Are we going to have to bring Didi back or Angleton Simmons maybe? And it's just now, now that we have DJ, everything is set in stone. These are complementary pieces we're adding. We need, I'd, I'd like one more actually like impact reliever. Like Darren O'Day is like a sixth inning guy. I'm looking for one more guy who can hold down the eighth inning. If Zach Britton just pitched a back-to-back someone like Shane green would be awesome. Sure. Um, Oh, I don't, I don't remember. Josh sent me the list of free agent relievers left and I couldn't, I couldn't decide who I wanted. There's just so many. 
Oh boy, so many options. I know, and there's like um, uh, Brad Hand signed with the Nationals. Um, so he's off the board. I know that the Mets today, I believe, just signed Aaron. I don't Loop. remember how to pronounce Loop. Aaron Loop. Yep. Aaron Loop. We've seen um, him a few times. Yeah, we've been quite a few. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, obviously players are just they're going off the board now. Things are moving, which is awesome. Um, we're basically a month away from the first spring training game, I believe. Um, the first game is February twenty seventh. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to get delayed. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure Tampa will get delayed too. But this is a completely underhanded move by Major League Baseball that they, a representative of MLB, apparently told the Cactus League officials to write a letter to Major League Baseball asking to delay spring training, which is, I mean, that's such bullshit. That's what are you doing? Well, listen, I mean, Arizona is basically saying that, um, you know, there's there's far too many cases. It's widespread out there. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Florida, the one that's not, you know, wearing masks and like going out and stuff like that. The their cases are pretty widespread, too. Yeah. Um, so why, you know, it sucks that we can't have spring training in like New York or, you know, someplace like that that maybe has things a little bit more under control. But it's spring training, and therefore, it cannot happen. So yeah, and I'm not. Get your I'm shit not. Together. Yeah, I'm not worried if they actually cancel spring training because COVID cases are just too high. I, I that's. I mean, that's fine. Do that. You know, keep everybody safe. Keep fans out. You know, whatever you have to do. I get that. I'm more upset that this was. I mean, we played a 60 game season under these same circumstances, the players don't need fans in the stands for spring training. The fans don't, don't add anything to their spring training. They're just trying to get ready for the season there. No, it's, I mean, it's true. Spring training is fun. Been there the last seven years. I know spring training is fun for the fans. It's fun to watch them practice and, and play those interleague games where we see guys that we're just never going to see again. Um, it's fun, but you know, most of the work is happening on the backfields. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we don't we don't need fans for that. We can we can do this safely. It really wouldn't be that difficult. What what are players doing in spring training besides working out? I mean, it's just pitchers who, you know, we work out for an hour a day and then they're just sitting around the rest of the day. But where are they going to go? What are they going to do? Everything's closed. Like I'm not that concerned about the players getting sick. Don't let fans in. It's fine. And it's it's annoying to see MOB do this because they don't want to start the season on time because money again and and they don't want to start until there's a realistic chance that there's going to be fans in the stands and instead of just saying like instead of saying themselves we don't think that that circumstances are really conducive to having spring training right now because of covid they reach out behind you know behind everybody's back go to the cactus league officials and say you know it would work better if you told us that you didn't want to have spring training yet. I was like, just, I hate it. I hate it so much. Rob Manfred's the worst. All right. So we know what gets you upset too. I mean, there's a lot of things, but like that, especially I see it. Yeah. Um, what else we got? What else happened this week in the baseball world? Oh, Trevor Bauer, the only major, major free agent that hasn't signed yet. Uh, Would you look at that? Yeah, people are reporting that it, the Mets seem to be the front runner. Uh, that is very intriguing. Uh, I don't think I don't think he's going to fit in well with that locker room at all, to be honest. 
No, I, I don't agree either. And honestly, I don't believe that he is. I just don't believe that the vision that Steve Cohen is trying to create is. Trevor Bauer's not it. Right. Exactly. I just, I don't believe that. And you know, it's, it comes to that thing where we've talked about this before, you know, player or person, you know, it's, uh, both matter, both matter in the clubhouse. We, we tend to forget about the person. We tend to only think about their on field production, Trevor Bauer, great pitcher. He, I mean, reigning Cy Young winner, even in a shortened season, uh, he's a really good pitcher, but he also comes with all this extra stuff. And I mean, I say this all the time. I wish to God, literally anybody but Trevor Bauer was the one doing all the social media stuff that he's doing because it really is great for the game, but I just wish a better person was doing it. So I I tend to agree with that. I mean, obviously he started kind of his own like media company as well. He's been very involved in speaking out about um, the players and their circumstances and making the game better for each of the players. But like, He's still a shitty person. I just He's just not a good dude. <laughs> it just bothers me. Um, but like last year, uh, when I was down in Florida, the day after they canceled spring training, um, that was when, you know, they discussed doing like the the live stream of the Whipple Ball game. And he kind of set that up and stuff. And it was super fun to watch just because it was very, very personal. You know, everyone had... Um, Everyone had turns with the camera. They were able to talk directly to their fans. Like it was really, really cool. Um, so I love what he's doing for the game when he's not in the game. Yeah, just literally anybody but him. Somebody else do this better than Trevor Bauer. So we can stop. We can just stop complaining about how MLB doesn't market their players. The players can market themselves and it'll be good dudes. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon does it. He doesn't quite oh. do it on the same level as Trevor Bauer, I don't think. He's, he's more of a, a Twitter comedian, but I mean, it's hysterical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's done like Instagram stories and stuff like that. And some of the stories he told are like that one time when he was on the Yankees and he got eaten up by the turf monster. He described the entire experience, like everything that was going through his head. It was the funniest minute and a half I've ever seen from a baseball player. Yeah, he's hysterical. And we need more players to do stuff like that instead of Trevor Bauer, who gets in fights with fans. Like, yeah, sometimes you got to clap back at the fans and sometimes maybe realize you're the professional athlete. Let me just take a step back. The other thing too, and I just want to hype up Andrew McCutcheon because great guy, great guy. Obviously we loved him when he was on the Yankees, but you know, one of the other things too, is he just makes it seem like he's playing the game because he enjoys the game. You know, it's, it's not all about the politics bullshit. It's not all about anything else. It's literally about going out there and playing a game and being a kid. And obviously money comes into play, obviously stats come into play too, but it's become very clear over his career that he plays the game because he absolutely loves it. And that's what that's we love something to see. that we want to see. Yeah, that's what exactly. we love to see. So yeah, Andrew McCutcheon, we love you. We're going to tag you. We're, that's what we're doing. We're tagging him. Absolutely. Tag Andrew McCutcheon. We love Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, the other, the only other thing I can think of for this week, uh, Hall of Fame, Nobody got voted in. I promised myself I wasn't going to do this. I, d- I don't. 
I, I'm done. I'm done with the Hall of Fame. I'm done. It's it's exhausting. The Hall of Fame discussions are exhausting. I can't take it anymore. The only thing I want to talk about with regards to the Hall of Fame is that Kurt Schilling is a gigantic whiny baby. On his ninth year of the ballot, he gets what seventy one percent of the vote, and he sees the numbers are going to trend downwards because he's such a shitty person. And he's like, you know what? Take me off the ballot. I want I want the real people. To, to vote for me. I want the Veterans Committee because they're not going to, they don't they don't have your liberal bias. Like, shut up, Kurt Schilling. First of all, Mariano Rivera was a Trump supporter. He got 100% of the vote. That's not the kiss of death in a Hall of Fame voting. What is, is when you're just a huge piece of shit person. When you call for the death of a journalist, you don't get in the Hall of Fame. It's not that hard to comprehend that you would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer probably if you just shut the fuck up. Just shut up. Oh, yeah, I forgot. That's another thing that gets gets James upset, really upset. Oh my God, I hate him. I hate him so much. <laughs> but yes, uh, that was very peculiar. Um, it, just one of those weird things to me. I, I mean, once again, we've talked about it before. It is the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Good People, um, because not everyone in the Hall is a saint. But at the same time, it's so hard to overlook things like that. We can do right. better. There have been plenty you know, of mistakes in the past. Bad people getting into the getting into the hall of fame we can do better the character clause is there for a reason even if it's infuriating that that it exists because it does make you actually consider what contribution this person had to the game of baseball and kurt schilling's contributions to the game of the baseball continued long after his playing career ended in a very negative way yo next year let's vote in his sock instead i think they have the sock already I think it's already in the hall. Yeah, yeah, we should have done that. No, but the and what was funny was that the BBWA responded to it and it was like, yeah, that's not really how it works. So we're gonna reject your request to not be on the ballot next year. So we're gonna have to do this process all over again. And next year we're gonna have David Ortiz and Alex Rodriguez. So we're gonna have the oh the the got caught with steroids, allegedly uses steroids. Like, oh, it is just going to be so much fun. And yeah. I am, I'm done. I'm but done with the know, Hall of Fame. You know David Ortiz is getting into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. And and in, in my eyes, absolutely. There's Alex no Rodriguez was one of the best to ever do it. If you just, if you just surrender to the fact that he used steroids, he was one of the best to ever do it. And that is, it's going to be this whole conversation that he was the face of the 2000s steroid era. We had Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa before him. And then after we realized, hey, steroids might be really bad for you. We should probably get those out of the game. Alex Rodriguez was the first person to get like on the poster of this is the pinnacle of steroid usage. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, it was very peculiar this year. It actually was a, a huge just disappointment to me, I guess. Um, I've been waiting and waiting and just wanting to see. But you know what? I think they did this for a reason, because they really wanted us to celebrate Derek Jeter when he gets into the Hall of Fame during the ceremony next year. Don't add more people in. Let's just celebrate Derek Jeter because he is worth waiting two years to get it 
Yeah, let's let's keep Derek Jeter separate from Kurt Schilling. We want to have him. We want to have his own ceremony. We don't want it to be upstaged by Kurt Schilling talking about how he's being silenced while he's on national television. That's we don't want that. We don't want that. We'd much rather hear about how Derek Jeter turned around the Miami Marlins, even though everyone assumed that he was just there to absolutely destroy the franchise. Yes. No, he is killing it in Miami right now. I, this is a whole other thing too. I did not have the Marlins being this good, this fast. I honestly think they might be better than the Phillies. I think the Phillies might be the worst team in the division and they just spent $115 million on JT Real Muto after spending $300 million on Bryce Harper. And they, they might be the worst team in the division. Wow. What an interesting take. Okay. Yeah, that's that seems like, like a, a nice hot take to end it on. Do you have anything else? Uh no, no hot takes. That could be better than that. You no know? more hot it's takes. Just, just me sitting here, just a girl waiting on Brett Gardner to ink a deal. That's all. Just waiting on Brett Gardner forever. He'll be back. Brett Gardner always comes back. He does, doesn't he? Always comes back. Uh, all right, so we will wrap it up so there. Loyal. So loyal, and we'll see y'all next week. Okay, sounds good to me.